Hello everybody, welcome to All Sports Weekly episode 38. I am Trevor and with me this week is Aaron. Hey mate. G'day, how we doing? I'm good, yourself? Getting there, getting there. Called in the big guns, the two I see. Yep, gotta earn my wage somehow. <laughs> if you've ever seen the old Batman show, the old camp series, uh, Batman and the Chief, they had like a red bat phone, you just pick it uh, up. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I got one of them for Aaron, I saw the run sheet, I was like, we need to get in the big guns. I picked up the bat phone. And he answered saw, the saw the thing in the sky. <laughs> Came a running. That's it, mate. Lots to talk about. Uh, everybody, we're on YouTube, we're on SoundCloud, Spotify. Please like the video, etc., etc. Um, messages, leave comments. Let us know what you want us to talk about next week. And you can also direct email me allsportsweekly at outlook.com. What have you been watching this week, good sir? Uh, bit of your back sack and crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's a, that's a different video on a different website. Yes. Um, but, uh, no. I'll send you a link. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep, just keeping up with everything, mate. There's, yeah. uh, even though the footy's finished, there's still a lot of sport going on. So. There is. It's a good time of year. A little bit of a lull, I thought, October. Yep. But now you can really feel it coming and summer's yeah. coming and yeah, yeah no, yep. it's been good. Um, there's so, we might as well just get straight into it, mate. Do it. There's heaps. Okay. Yeah. This week, we're going to start with Formula One. This season, one of the best seasons in recent memory. It's going to go right down to the wire, mate. Yep. So Lewis Hamilton, everybody thought he was going to walk it in. He was looking like he was in a bit of trouble. He's won the last two Grand Prix. There's been two Grand Prix since the last show, the Brazilian and the one in Qatar. He's won them both, and both have had plenty of talking points. Are you across this at all, mate? Oh, look, not in a great detail. I actually used to be a big Formula One fan, but... Um, what happened? Oh, it, it's a procession these days. It's, it, there's not a lot of... I'd like To your point, this is the closest it's been in, in a number of years, and so that makes it a little bit interesting, but as kind of a casual fan, hasn't been a lot to kind of... So you're sort of lamenting the lack of racing yeah in quotations yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of like, this i think there's a thinking that the stewards are over officiating it um in general yeah but i think you'll find like someone for me a casual observer i'm getting quite interested in this this battle because hamilton and verstappen are just going at it they are mercedes and red bull and there's some genuine ill feeling there well verstappen's so. got a bit of chewed he does yes. yeah. yeah but hamilton's not going to roll over no. so it's pretty interesting We'll just quickly talk about the Brazilian Grand Prix. Um, Hamilton started in 10th on that, in that race because they changed the power unit or the engine in the car, and that's the rules. He was able to push back from 10th all the way into the lead. And when he was having his little battle with Verstappen, Mercedes are very unhappy with the way Verstappen's been racing and taking the corners and pushing him out. Both, both races went wide on a corner yeah. there. So Mercedes have lodged an official complaint with the powers that be and that has been uh, not upheld it's been refused um it's a bit of a war of words and they're bringing attention to a perceived um the way that verstappen races that they don't like it hamilton would do the same oh yeah of course yeah, yeah. take every advantage where you can get it um yeah and that's you know to your point the, the stewards have far too much control probably in the situation and yeah. Yeah. If it comes down to the last race, which it looks like it will, and those guys are one and two, and there's an actual, like, <laughs> it'll be one of those moments. And I, I just get the feeling like this rivalry, it's not hyperbole to sort of put it up with the center or pros sort of, um, sort of, there's genuine, genuine dislike. Yeah. And if it gets down to the, where the last race is going to determine the winner, 
Um, I reckon they could nearly like collide into each other and, well, and like go out like that way because it's it's really getting tight. There was a I can't remember what year it was, but Schumacher and Villeneuve had a very similar ending to that season. When going to the last race, either could win it, and there was a bit of an accident and a big fallout. From yeah, it. yeah. Schumacher was uh, pretty determined in yeah. his day. So that was the Brazilian one we mentioned, and then in Qatar, Verstappen was penalised in qualifying for a yellow flag yellow flag infringement. And he was taken from second on the grid and put back to seventh. He did get back up to second to keep that uh, those points. But uh, yeah, it's on. So there's two races to go. Verstappen leads by eight points. And it's all about, um, yeah, these two races. Who so do you like from here? I want Verstappen to win because I think Lewis is, a, you know. <laughs> He's British. Let's just say that. He's British. And so cocky. But yeah, um, yeah I, I feel like Hamilton's going to win and annoy everybody. Sure. And the Mercedes car is pretty good with the new power unit. So, yeah. Anyway, watch the space. Really good season in Formula One happening. Moving to football, Australia's chances have taken a bit of a blow, mate. Mm. When we spoke on the show last week, they'd had their draw with Saudi Arabia. They've come out and played China, and they've drawn that game as well. A late penalty for the Chinese, one all in the end. A game we was we probably should have, but we were expected to win that game. Mm. Japan have also beaten Oman to compound our misery. Saudi Arabia have um, uh, beaten Vietnam, which you'd expect. State of play, Australia has dropped to third in the group. Now, bearing in mind that only first and second go through. How worried are you that Australia is not going to be in the World Cup? Yeah, look, it, it, there is a chance that that uh, other groups... Um, so if we finish third, that other group's pretty strong and there's a few few uh, landmines, um, Iraq, Iran, that, that Lebanon could, even, yeah. I did a bit of a deep dive, bit of all sports weekly research yes. and it, I, cause it makes sense to me, we're, we're in group B, I would have thought third place in group B plays third place in group A. They're talking about going through South America. No way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It doesn't work that way apparently. Cause yeah. that would be too easy. Yeah. And when you talk to any Australian football fan, and you talk about World Cup qualifiers <laughs> and South American opponents. Yeah. It just sends shivers, uh, chills up your spine. Oh, tell me about it. I did read, and I don't know if they're doing it for this World Cup, but they were talking about doing uh, only one in those playoffs, only one game on neutral soil as opposed to home and away. Wow. But I don't know I don't know if it's this time. Just or a one-off, like, cup final almost. But, but um, yeah, crazy. So we really need to not put ourselves through mm-hmm. that for our nerves. And, look... I mean, assuming we beat Vietnam, which you'd imagine, Oman, Banana Peel, it's probably going to come out of that game against Japan that's going to be in Australia um, in about sort of around March time next year. That will be huge. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, mate. Okay. Fingers crossed. And uh, in other football news, as predicted, (laughs) Oli Gunnar-Solskjaer has been sacked uh, as Man United manager. The writing is on the wall. Um... Such a nice guy being sacked by the club he loves. Someone described it in the media the other day as like shooting Bambi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's interesting. Um, Well, just uh, the the catalyst was a 4-1 loss to Watford, who I haven't been in great form, it has to be said. No, that was a shock. And Watford missed a penalty. Yeah, early on, yeah. Uh, 4-1, unacceptable. He's gone and and, uh, Michael Carrick's taken over as interim manager. Thoughts? Oh, look, I, th- I think um, the whole coaching carousel in most sports these days, most top-level sports these days, is a little bit of a joke. 
Um, but look, from what I've seen in the media, a lot of former United players are basically starting, have been starting to say he's got to go, he's got to go. Some of the decisions he's been making, particularly with some of the new play, new players, weren't yep. weren't good. But yep. uh, players yeah. out of position, not a cohesive plan. So hot and cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's got a better squad than the, these results indicate. He took over when they sacked Jose Mourinho. Yeah. And then he won 14 of the first 19 games and then he got the gig. Yeah. So he's finished third in his first season and second last yeah. season. And I think they just thought the natural way of things. Yeah, maybe. And it's just... But all of a sudden... But I mean, look, he, I think from what I read, he signed an extension in July. So why is he a great coach in July... And then all of a sudden, after a few, you know, negative results, he's not good enough anymore. I, I just, I'm a bit... Yeah. I think it's stupid, but I, I think it's a strategy. Tell me what you think about this. When the hierarchy know that the players are starting to suspect that the coach might be in trouble, they re-sign them. Yeah. And it's trying to send a message to the players, no, this mm. guy is actually the coach. Uh, then they sack him. Boy who, cried, boy who cried wolf, right? Yeah. You know, I think it's a bit that way these days now. That Those contracts aren't worth anything. I just, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, man, you've come out this morning with a pretty good 2-0 away win in the Champions League against Villarreal. Yeah. That's guaranteed their qualification. Because it's always interesting when you sack a coach, what happens in the next game. Players do better. They have had a good a win, away yeah. win in Spain. And I gave Arsenal a bit of a shout-out last week for their uh, good form. They went and got bopped by Liverpool 4-0. <laughs> Kiss of death. Yeah. But anyway, there's um, yeah, a fair bit going on in football. And just quickly, the A-League has launched after a pretty long off-season. It is now on Paramount Plus with a game on Channel 10. Mm -hmm. The Paramount Plus experience has been a disaster. Oh. It has been described by... You go onto their website, unwatchable. Apparently, the resolution was like something from um, Super Nintendo... And they, some of the games have only got one stagnant camera. Wow. There's no actual production. And they said, if you thought Optus Sport was bad, they reckon it is next level bad. Now, Paramount have apologised. But A-League, you know, it's like, oh, we've got this new home. you got to be yeah. careful. I don't... Is this good for A-League? Well, these broadcast partners, that, that's what they are. They're partners, right? So, yeah. you know, as, as a sports administrator, you've got to make sure that the broadcast partner is doing the right thing by your brand. Um, yeah. Hey. I, the, 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 these sort of... The, the, these kind of streaming services that are popping up left, right and centre and taking sport with no experience of broadcasting yeah. sport. I oh, just, yeah, as a sports administrator, I'd be... And I'm a fit, relatively tech-savvy person. I've got Android TV with all those apps built in. Paramount, Paramount Plus is not in there. No. So you have to cast it from a device, yep. which is fine. But like, it's just making it harder and harder to do this. How right? many subscriptions do you need to have to see the sport that you want to watch? And someone who maybe is a bit older and not tech-savvy who's just watched it for years on Foxtel and you're like, okay, now you've got to get it on your Android or your Apple TV. And they're yeah. just going, eh. yeah. So this is it. We've we've talked about this a few times this year with streaming services and um, yeah it, it rages on it rages on yep cricket a little bit to talk about <laughs> we'll start with our comment of the week from Lucas Osborne a great episode guys Grant your appearance was long overdue well worth the wait Lucas wanted to comment on the double bounce six from Warner. Uh, got what it deserved in Lucas's opinion. If you're going to serve that up in a T20 World semi-final, it's fair game. I'm completely in agreement. Yeah. The spirit of the game, rubbish. If you bowl a ball that bad and Warner can hit it, hit it. 
the rules are the rules. It's a no ball. And even at, the, at that elite level, like I can understand maybe talking about spirit of the game at the lower levels of the game, but at that elite level, the rules are rules. If they bowl a beamer, it's a no ball. You can still hit that for six. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't even, I don't actually see the issue I, uh, of the spirit of the game. I guess I've never really seen it before. Either. Well, like, it wouldn't happen that often. Yeah, no, well, you'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so look, look, huge week of cricket. Let's let's get into it. So first of all, we won the World Cup. The, Who knew? Who I knew? Know, Who I knew? Know. Jeez, the silverware that had eluded us for a long time, um, you know, we have it. It's a little bit of a you-know-what to a few of our friends overseas. It's true, that's mm. true. Just goes to show how fickle I think the 2020 game is and how from nowhere people, you know... It's almost as fickle as I am. <laughs> Bangladesh will win it next time, you know? So. Well, not on what I saw the other day, but... Um, so look, in the final itself, Warner, another great innings. He had great form going in. He had a great last game, and then he had the semi and the final. He played very well, 53 off 38, but a very handy and commanding... Um, uh, innings. Finch got out for five and honestly at 36 um, he should just retire in my view but that's just a whole other thing. Mitch Marsh 77 there and uh, Maxwell 28 but the Marsh-Warner combo yeah. was great. Once we saw off their early bowlers Southie and Bold once New Zealand brought on that second tier those slower bowlers and those spinners they chucked absolute fruit at Dave yeah. Warner for a while like they, they really looked average yeah. Chased it down with ease, I have to say. Yeah, well, there was an over or two to go, wasn't there? So Yeah, and we had, uh, you know, seven wickets in hand, eight yeah. wickets in hand. So, yeah, I mean, it's weird when you're chasing, you know, 170-something to do it so easily, but we did. I remember during the tournament they pointed out, and it did seem to kind of go with this, it was a tournament where you wanted to bat second. Yeah. That seemed to have a pretty the heavy influence. yeah. yeah. Um, and we've kind of bucked the trend by picking a very old team and not necessarily T20 players. And there's a general thinking that's not the way to do it. Hard to say that when you've just won the World Cup. Yeah. A little uh, factoid for you. When Pat Cummins debuted in the World Cup team, the T20 World Cup team, uh, 2011, he was the youngest player in the team. Mm. He is still the youngest player wow. in the team in 10 years later. That's crazy. So that's how old we are. Yeah. We're an old team. Yeah, okay. So... You know, Father Time will, will force a regeneration, but with the next World Cup is only one year away because this one was meant to be last year. Yeah. So as it turns out, we've got the World Cup here in Australia next year. The temptation will be pick the same team that's just won you that the was World just Cup. Yeah. But I don't think that's right. I think you need to, to change a few out, uh, three or four players at least, and maybe yeah. go for those T20 specialists. Maybe. I don't know what's in their head. I'm always a pick on form, right? It's a representative team, the best form. We've got the Big Bash coming up. Yep. Who's the best 11-bit players in the Big Bash? That's who you pick. Straight up on form. No reputation? I, I don't know. Because form is temporary and class is permanent. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, I, I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. It, it's, it's a good argument to have, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, let's just bask in the glory of this win and worry about that next year. Sounds good. So we've named our 15-man test squad, and no real surprises. It's pretty much what you'd expect. Cummins, Green, Harris, Hazelwood, Head, Kawaja, Labashay, Lyon, Nessa, Payne, Richardson, Smith, Stark, Schwebson, and Warner. Nice little injection of a few Queenslanders in there, mate. Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, interesting. Good to see Kawaja back. He's been killing it. So that's the 15-man squad, which doesn't tell us about the 11. The, the no. 11. Now... 
I wouldn't do this myself, but there's what's coming out of uh, the, his, the closed doors is that Warner and Harris are going to open. Okay. Now, yeah. assume that's true for a second, and then you've got Labashay and Smith. At number five, is it Kawaja? Is that where we're at? I don't know if Kawaja's the number five. I, I'd have him further up the order. Well, that's the thinking, but then he can't take the place of Labashay or Smith. No. And so opening, but then they seem to like Harris. So it seems to be this, um, I don't know, a shootout, for the lack of a better word, between Travis Head and Labashay. Okay? Yeah. And I, Lucas, a uh, friend of the show, is having a chat to me. He's a big advocate for Jai Richardson. It's his time to come in. Um, and I think he should take the place of Mitchell Stark. We'll see. Mitchell yeah. Stark, if you saw the T20, oh man, I know it's a different format, but he seems to have one ball. He's been, he's been, so I found he's been on the decline the yeah. last, last couple of years. Um, it's a five test series. It's an Ashes, you know. They'll probably cycle but, through a yeah, few. Yeah, but, and, and it looks like also another news that pukowski has been ruled out of the whole series, mm. which is too many head knocks, mate. Might, might end up being the, the one that, you know, got away almost right, yeah. with him. Tim Payne. Mm. What do you reckon, mate? <laughs> Well, I've, I've got I've got some opinions on the situation. This is actually going to be my Aaron's angry, but I'm happy to, do you want to get, stu- get stuck into it. Aaron's right? angry, <laughs> coming ahead, up the schedule, yep. off the leash, let's yep. go. Um, look, it, it seems pretty typical in sport these days, and it's all about social media, right? It's actually more of a social media thing than it is a sport thing, but just the hysteria over... It's We have this black and white outrage over situations, and... I think in a lot of cases it's unfair. It's actually a grey. Um, yeah. I, I think in this situation, like all he sent was a dick pic. Yeah. That, that's all it is. That's Four all years is. ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. In a situation that, uh, you know, one could argue it, it was it was okay. It wasn't know? illegal. It wasn't illegal. Wasn't, uh, hasn't broken the law. Hasn't killed anybody. At the end of the day, he should really only be accountable to his wife. Yep. And because it was with a colleague, maybe uh, his employer. Yeah, it's, it's cringy. It's, it's unprofessional. Oh, it but is. It, it, it's got nothing to do with cricket. It's got nothing to do with cricket. It's, it's got nothing to do with the professionalism of the yeah. job that he does. But who um, leaked it? Well, I think that's, that's the thing. That's the you know, question it's, I've it's, got. Who leaked it? It's this finger point. And, and there are a couple of people in this situation that are, you know, not in public mm. that are kind of getting away with it. You know, he sends a dick pic. All of a sudden it's harassment and that sort of thing. The, the girl involved... Um, Who has been fired, fi- uh, fired from Cricket Tasmania for stealing, stealing. money. Yes, correct. Mm. And only only raised this as a problem for her uh, in that situation where she wanted to, guess, I guess, blackmail her way out of it. Um, yes, she's like, hey, if you're going to sack me, I've got this. Yeah. That, that's a bit of speculation, but I think we're pretty close to the money. And, and if you believe her lawyers, um, she hasn't leaked it this time around. Mm. So who's leaking it? And, it, didn't, it didn't come from Tim Payne, I can tell you well, that. Well, so maybe someone in Cricket Australia or Cricket Tasmania is so looking for a quick So putting your Tim buck. hat on, was yeah. it a cricketer? Uh, well, a cricketer would oh, have mate, Yeah, we're, talk, we're talking about... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just so, depends. No, I just, think it's pretty... If it, you know, the smoking gun is this young lady. Um, but anyway... Yeah, look, I, I think... But my, here's my question. Will it affect his form? And should he just leave... Should he either be captain or not in the team at all? I think that's a, it's a, probably a different conversation because Tim Payne, has, I think, has kind of only been in the team because he is the captain. 
I think there could be arguments that his form or his capability as a wicketkeeper, while he's a good keeper, um, there's probably others um, behind him that could have taken that spot at times. Well, he came in to rescue a culture. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Is, yeah, so look, that, I, I get there's his, all that permutations yeah. with that. But, but look, it's interestingly, like, we've got another situation that's completely irrelevant, but it's overseas between, um, in English county cricket, about racism. Yep. Um, and, you know, someone's finger-pointing and saying they were racist, they were racist. And I, I don't know the names of the individuals, but the mm. person who's doing the finger-pointing has come out that he was sending anti-Semitic texts texts around right Glass houses, so glass it is you know, people make mistakes we all make mistakes yeah. um i feel like at times these people who are in public have to fall on their sword um to unfairly. satisfy the, the masses yeah yeah and unfairly so good one yeah thank you just before we move off from cricket altogether the wbbl7 semi-finals start tonight keep an eye out for that one guys the heat are playing the strikers in an elimination uh, match tonight the Renegades await the winner, and the Scorchers are sitting there in the, the prelim. We've got a, a top five. Um, standard's gone up, but the talking point of this, obviously the finals of the WBBL, the, the grand finals on Sunday. The Sydney Sixers were the glamour team, star-studded. Elise Perry, um, Alyssa Healy, um, a couple of ring-ins from India. Dead last. Yeah. If I remember correctly, too, I think they've won the first last couple. Yeah. WBBLs. Yeah, yeah, on paper, um, this is the team. Yeah. Um, last on the ladder, four wins and nine losses, if you don't mind. And they're out of form. Again, fickle. Uh, 2020 is entertaining, but, but fickle. Go the heat. <laughs> Heck yeah. Rugby. Yep. The Wallabies. Yeah, they've no. lost again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but in this particular case, absolutely robbed. Have you seen any of these highlights? I haven't, no, but... I don't like to come out, lose and blame the ref, right? And sometimes the rub of the green doesn't go your way. This has shocked people all around the world, no matter who you follow. You even got All Blacks upset about this one. <sighs> okay. <laughs> we get our normal red card in the 12th minute that we seem to get every week. And then when Curtly Beal gets a yellow card for knocking the ball down, which is against the rules of rugby, a deliberate interception yep. gone wrong. It was rubbish. He was trying to make a tackle. It was a joke. So now we're down to 13 players. Right. Then they score while we're down to 13 players. In the second half, they blatantly do that, knock it back. The ref says, play on. Mm. And they pick it up and score a try untouched under the post. Right? Yeah. It was shocking. Then we're still managing to win this game by two points. And after the siren gives a dubious penalty in front of the post and they win by a point. Dave Rennie, who makes a point of never complaining about the ref, he nearly had a kitten. Yeah. On the back of getting poorly treated in the Scotland game, the Wallabies have got faults, and, and, and there's no hiding from that, but the referee was not kind to us on this trip at all. And it was the same TMO as the Scotland game. Yep. He's French. And I reckon he's uh, upset about the submarines. Ah, oh, yeah, look out, look out. A bit of political conspiracy <laughs> there. I like it, I like the it. Frenchies are not looking after us. <laughs> look, anyone, you want to comment on that at all? Home ground, home ground. I think, oh, <laughs> like, the old school home ground, right? Where you get yeah. all the rub of the green and the home ground. This was blatant, yeah. Uh, now, in the other news, in a game that really reaffirmed how good rugby can be, France 40, New Zealand 25, in front of 80,000 80, start to France. Hell of a game. I urge you to check this out if you're interested. Uh, length of the field tries, brilliant running rugby, six tries in the game, hard. Referee stayed out of it, hallelujah. Um, the All Blacks have lost two in a row. Yeah. 
That doesn't happen all the time. I wonder when the last time that happened was. It, I looked it up. It did happen last year. Okay. But before that, it was 10 years. Yeah, wow. So, um, just a heads up that Rugby World Cup is in France in 2023. And France are very up and down by nature. But um, they tend to turn up at the World Cup, don't yeah. they? They have a bit well, of... they're going to have it at home. Yeah. Like you say, home team. Home ground advantage. They've got to be a definite contender. It's still two years away, but um, anyway. And England beat South Africa by a point. And each one of those three games had yellow or red cards in it, as I was saying last week. It's almost impossible to not get one. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to know what the right, uh, right thing to do. I think uh, rugby has too many rules. Too many rules, too many officials. And first time the Wallabies have gone on a Northern Hemisphere tour and not had a win since 1976. Done. Yeah. Quickly, boxing. Tim Zoo. Yeah, he's our man now. Mate, he is a breath of fresh air in the Australian boxing scene. He's not a forklift driver. He's not a football player wannabe boxer. He's an actual boxer. Yeah. He's fought a pretty tough opponent here in uh, Takeshi Inoue in Sydney last week. Went the distance. Tim Zhu clearly on top, but the Japanese guy was tough. Just wouldn't go down. I've never seen so many uppercuts in all my life. Yeah. Like, Tim Zhu, he's just constantly forward. Like, he's never backed up. He's the one coming forward. Yeah. He's like, I'm coming forward. Hit me if you can. Yeah. Um, he hit old mate with, I reckon, 50 uppercuts. <laughs> like, it was, it was very interesting. Um, you catch any of this one? I didn't, but I think the big question for, for Tim now is just that knockout blow. He doesn't seem to have that really strong knockout blow. When, he, when he's going to start, and he will start to fight some of the big international names. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's going to step up from here. Yeah. Like, he, he floored Dennis Hogan with that uppercut, but... Like, it's going to go up from here. Now, with Zoo's record, he is now the number one contender in the WBO Super Welterweight Division. 69.8 kilos. Um, and Brian Castano, the Argentinian undefeated, is going to probably take on Tim Zoo in the new year. And there's a bit of talk it might be in Australia, which surprised me. Because yeah. Tim Zoo, he can't expect everyone to come here. He's no. got to go there. But uh, Castano with a 17-win, zero-loss, two-draw record. He is a monster that is a big fight. If Tim Zhu can get Castano in Australia for that fight, yeah. that will be probably the biggest fight in Australia for a, for year, time, for a few yeah, years. Yeah. So uh, fingers crossed for Tim and good for him. Quickly, NBA. LeBron. Yeah. Getting angry. He meant to do it. Yeah. Do yeah. you agree with that? Where, uh, whether he meant, to, he meant to swing his elbow. Certainly. He, he, he looked wanted, at him and he... he wanted to hurt him. Whether he meant to get him in the face, I, I kind of doubt that. Mm. But... Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of, lot of fallout from this. A lot of fallout. So, for those who missed it, LeBron James has elbowed um, Isaiah Stewart in the face. He's a 20-year-old, plays for Detroit. Um, it's super slow-mo, admittedly, but he looks at him and gives him one. Uh, Stewart was cut, needs several stitches, and then Stewart basically lost his mind. Went yeah. on a rampage. It was like a melee brawl. He was ejected, LeBron was ejected. LeBron's got a week. A missed game. Yeah, one game. One, oh, sorry, one, one game. game. Yep. And Stewart's got two. Yep. Thoughts? Uh, the NBA used to be quite strong on coming down on things like this. I feel like they've gotten a little bit soft. I wonder if this situation 
because LeBron's involved, LeBron's the money, LeBron's the ratings, let's not kick him out. He's already been injured for most of the season, let's not lose any more. He's missing Madison Square Garden though. Yeah, yes, that's true, the home of basketball. But mm. yeah, I just I think the NBA, the NBA could go harder, should go harder on things like this. If they actually want to bang it out, there's actually been a lot of scuffles this year. Mm. Um, I feel like that's starting to get back into the game. Whether they want that or not, I don't know. But um, I don't, I don't, think, think, I don't think the penalties are harsh enough. They used to be a lot harsher. LeBron's not a dirty player, but in this particular instance, in my view, he deliberately hit your boy. So that's just my opinion. This was a step away from a repeat of Malice in the Palace uh, from many, many years ago. And I think, uh, yeah, need to be harsher. Quickly, tennis. Peng Shua, the Chinese tennis player, was missing. This was big concern. Um, She has come out and said that she was basically forced into sex with a very high-ranking Chinese politician. And then she disappeared and the world tennis is not not happy. The WTA is threatening to pull out altogether. She has surfaced in these videos that are really weird. Uh-huh. And there was this email like, hello, I am Peng Shua and I am fine. Once again, my name is Peng Shua. And I am fine. <laughs> Very much. For a country that's holding the Winter Olympics, I don't think we need to talk too much about China, but, um, oh man. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy over there. Yeah. I think just, she's looking at the camera. I'm fine. You're yeah. wondering just over there. There's probably like yeah, a couple of guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it seems like she's safe, albeit with some T's and C's. So there you go. One hot minute, my friend. Bring it. Will Ash Barty win the Australian Open? No. Ouch. Is there the depth in the NRL to support a new team? In this case, the Dolphins. Yeah. Do we have the depth? Yeah, I think so. In the halves. Oh. Yes, yeah, okay. it's there. Would you rather have a beer with Ian Botham or Ian Chappell? Both. Absolutely, Ian <laughs> Chappell's a flop. <laughs> Who is the best player in the NBA on oh, current form? Oh, jeez. Um, far out, Durant. Kevin Durant. Durant. KD. KD. Oh, actually, no, try that, Steph. Steph, 100% Steph, yep. Okay. Yep. Can the Rams bounce back from losing the last two games and beat the Packers at Lambeau next week? No. Hey, no. they will go the Rams. No. And last but not least, are the West Tigers a certainty for the Wooden Spoon next year? No, but they'll be close. They'll be really close. They'll be close. Thanks for coming on. Anytime. Thanks for that. Have a great week. See you next week.